Ready to find your next favorite podcast? Start here. Do you think one of the reasons you liked X was because he wasn't fully available? And my friends <laughs> say that. Um, I don't know. Any religious group is going to provide positive things. Community, mm -hmm. ritual, meaning. But when these positive things are accompanied by fear, the discouraging of critical thinking, us versus them dichotomies, outright hate, financial exploitation, yeah. and it starts when you're so young, it starts now. A catastrophe has taken place overnight. Now the dead must be cataloged. There will be 50 in all. Once counted, they will be buried on this farm. On the way today, we look at podcasts that have recently debuted in 2022. It's This Is Dating, Sounds Like a Cult, and Life on the Ark. Welcome to Start Here from Cincinnati Public Radio. I'm Trip Eldridge. Each week, we sample and highlight three podcasts to help you navigate the exploding podcast world and maybe find your next podcast obsession. Plus, get an email summary of each podcast we feature with our weekly Start Here email blast. Just go to wvxu.org slash subscribe and select the Start Here Blast email at the bottom of the page. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in Apple Podcast. A five-star rating will help others find us in the iTunes gallery. With special thanks to Cincinnati Public Radio's Ronnie Salerno and Kevin Reynolds, let's start here. On this episode, we look at podcasts that have recently debuted in the 4.4 million podcast universe. With the help of Vulture.com's resident podcast expert, Nicholas Kwa. So let's begin with an entertaining look at dating with the podcast, This Is Dating. Brand new, This Is Dating is a podcast that sets up four chosen individuals on blind dates and offers listeners the voyeuristic thrill of listening in as those individuals navigate their encounters with all the wincing and wonderment that that entails. Here's a snippet from This Is Dating, the first episode. It features Virginia, who's been on more than 50 dates without anything permanent yet. As part of our team to help the daters, we have a secret weapon. Logan Yuri is a behavioral scientist, and she also happens to be a dating coach. Yeah, and I think if we set Virginia up with Logan before her first date, Logan might be able to help her open up to the kind of relationship she says she's looking for. How have you been approaching finding a person? <laughs> I've been here for five years. In five years, I think I've been, well, I'm going to say 50 or 60 dates for sure. And out of those, they were two guys that I actually met that I'm like, we get, we continue to get to know each other. And I'm like, oh, I would want to try and date them. Um, but yeah, I don't make connections easy. I have an issue and is that I don't, I'm not very good at small talk on a first date. Like I always end up having like a conversation about like a major topic. My brother always tells me whenever I go on dates, he's like, do not bring up abortion mm -hmm. or like, do not bring up immigration because he knows me. Okay. And it sounds like with X, if he had said, I'm leaving my marriage, I want to be with you exclusively, you liked him enough that you would have done that. He wasn't available for exclusive relationship with you. No. Well, no. Because so like when we were together that he was with his wife, it was more like, oh, we're doing this like on a temporary basis. But I wanted a relationship with him after he separated from his wife. So I never even consider the leave your wife for me. Like, 
knowing myself, I probably would have been like, uh, this is risky. <laughs> like, why, why would you leave your partner for someone you just met a couple of months ago? Do you think one of the reasons you liked X was because he wasn't fully available? And my friends <laughs> say that. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I do have a history of choosing men that are not completely available because there's other guys that I've dated for long periods of time, like one, two years. They're definitely not going to be like serious, serious relationship material. And I just keep choosing this type of men. So maybe there's something there to say about me. <laughs> A sample of the podcast, This Is Dating. Get more episodes from this new podcast on the Start Here Collections page from the podcast menu at wvxu.org. Continuing our podcast, focusing on new podcasts from 2022, a simple premise that's rich in depth. That's this new podcast, Sounds Like a Cult. Amanda Mantel and Isabella Medina Mate employ this deceptively simple premise in each episode. And the duo takes a different phenomenon floating about the culture, theater kids, minimalism, Trader Joe's, and so on, and compares it to the framework of a cult. Sounds like a cult is a playful take on that perspective, but in that playfulness, it gets at something fundamental about the world. No matter where you are, you're never too far from the brink of cultishness. Let's sample Sounds Like a Cult in the episode that looks at youth groups. In this clip, Amanda and Isabella talk about a particularly harrowing cave experience a friend of theirs had on a youth group trip. These youth groups also like weaponize fear. I have a friend who is also bisexual. I have so many like ex-evangelical bisexuals in my life. They're my favorite people to befriend yeah. because their stories are more exotic and fascinating to me than like any true crime podcast. My favorite thing is to like hear a queer woman talk about like once they realize they were queer, then they look back on relationships in the past and like all the innuendos that existed. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. So that friend of mine was in a youth group growing up in Texas and she told me a story about how as a break you down to build you up tactic, they took them on like a really scary, unsafe cave spelunking trip. And the guy, the sort of like handsome teacher who was leading it, left all the kids down at the bottom of this dark cave with <gasps> no light. Underwater? It wasn't an underwater cave, but oh, invariably there was moisture. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so they're all like screaming, actually. Bloody murder. Like at the bottom of this cave because they think that they've been left or abandoned or something happened to the teacher and they're like screaming like help help somebody help us and then right at the breaking point the teacher like flicked on his headlamp and was like that's what it feels like to not have jesus they use these fear tactics up yes i literally just like pushed away from the table you can't see <laughs> just, it but i was like i'm done that's that's fucking evil. That's like intentionally traumatizing a child. I know. And so my friend told me that the majority of her peers in that group felt like it was such a profound, moving, converting experience. She was like, this is fucked. Yeah. And it's scary because a lot of the times, like when you're that age, you're not really taught to think for yourself just yet. Not yet. And so you're taught you're a teenager. What do you know? That is the moment that a lot of those kids were indoctrinated. And it's going to take years of unlearning if they even get to realize that that was a fake moment to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think just like fundamentally the most cultish thing about these youth groups is that they are radicalizing young impressionable minds in part 
obviously any religious group is going to provide positive things community Mm -hmm. ritual meaning but when these positive things are accompanied by fear the discouraging of critical thinking us versus them dichotomies outright hate financial exploitation and it starts when you're so young it starts now and these things have political consequences later i mean I'm willing to bet that all our conservative Christian legislators and politicians were in youth were groups. in fucking youth groups. Yeah, that's so true. From the recently debuted podcast, Sounds Like a Cult. Listen to more episodes on the Start Here Collections page for the podcast menu at WVXU.org. And finally, in our local creator spotlight, a new podcast that doubled as a new art exhibit at the Art Academy of Cincinnati earlier this month. It's called Life on the Ark. The podcast tells the story of the tragic October 2011 Zanesville, Ohio massacre where 50 exotic animals died after being set loose by their owner. The podcast created by Xavier visiting professor Kelly Swope tells the story about how the Zanesville massacre altered local life, state and federal laws, and the lives of all involved. Here's a clip from the first episode. Kelly sets the stage and the emotions surrounding the tragic scene the morning after the massacre in Zanesville. A catastrophe has taken place overnight. Now the dead must be cataloged. There will be 50 in all. Once counted, they will be buried on this farm, a bulldozer shoveling them unceremoniously into a mass grave. The carcasses, something in us understands that they are not corpses, belong to 18 mixed-breed tigers, 17 African lions, six black bears, three cougars, two grizzly bears, two primates, two wolves. Most of these creatures were born or bought in the state of Ohio. All of them were raised domestically, caged for the duration of their lives as the private properties of private individuals. Between the tiger stripes are threaded hundreds of sizzling machine gun rounds. Behind one bear's eye, a bullet buried by a smoking glock. Out of one cat's torn entrails spill the half-digested remains of a Celebes macaque, the first and final hunted meal of its life. Silence shrouds these vanquished predators as the last few vapors of heat steam out of their bloated bodies. Their embattled owner, Terry William Thompson, a man just released 18 days ago from federal prison, is dead. From our local creator, Kelly Swope, the new podcast, Life on the Ark. Listen to more episodes. Just click the podcast menu at wvxu.org and select Start Here. It's that time to look at what's hot across the nation on the Apple Podcast Charts as presented by Chartable.com. Well, this shouldn't come as a surprise. The granddaddy of the recent podcast phenomenon is back to number one because the story's subject made national headlines last week. The podcast serial credited with igniting the podcast explosion several years ago with its amazing story of the wrongful conviction of Adnan Saeed. With Saeed's release last week and the judge vacating his sentence, Serial vaulted to number one on the Apple Podcast charts. An amazing podcast with an amazing story and now an amazing ending. To learn more about Serial and the other podcasts we featured today, check out the Start Here email. Just go to wvxu.org slash subscribe and choose the Start Here newsletter on the page. Thank you for joining us for Start Here, Cincinnati Public Radio's Discovery Podcast. For more about other podcasts we like, check out the Start Here collection at wvxu.org. 
It's our new specially curated collection of podcasts we think you might enjoy. Plus, check out the local podcast collection, podcasts created right here in Cincinnati by our local creators. And remember, if you've got a podcast or an episode you'd like to recommend, email us at podcast at wvxu.org. I'm Trip Eldridge for Cincinnati Public Radio, and thank you for choosing to start here.